Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, what's up? This is Robert Kelly. This is Joe DeRosa. <laughs> and you're listening to You Know What, Dude. Podcast on gloryholeradio.com. Really? You told me to be zany. I didn't say zany. You said you said do something silly. You said I, be silly. You said some I said, word. Dude, I said another word. I don't know. I didn't say zany. You said have fun with it. Yeah, have fun. I that was fun for me. All right, we'll do it again. Hey, what's up? This is Robert Kelly. And this is Joe DeRosa. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to You Know What Dude podcast on gloryholeradio.com. All right. Just do one by yourself. Hey, everybody. This is Joe DeRosa. Uh, you are listening to You Know What, Dude, the podcast by Robert Kelly, my good pal of mine, on GloryOLRadio.com. Keep listening and keep on trucking. <laughs> you know what, dude? Hey, what's up? Uh, uh, here is another episode. You don't get to do the claps? No. You know what I have to do, though, is intro the fucking show. <laughs> and you know more than anybody, you don't fucking yap at the beginning of the show. You got to do the claps. I do. That's when we do the four track. Oh, sorry, man. This I'm is sorry. stereo. This is me and you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's too late now. We fucking, the beginning's already ruined. But you know what, dude, <laughs> if these fucking, if people don't know what they're fucking listening, like I have to introduce it. Yeah. Yeah. This exactly. is another episode. Yeah. We get it. Move on. Just start talking and get my fucking traffic ride over with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 45 at the gym, Bob. They're in and out. They want to hear the jokes. They yeah. don't want to hear the bullshit. Yep. People who listen to my podcast go to the gym. Right, exactly. <laughs> now I'm going to get a letter from some fucking Mr. Universe. Dude, I just want to say that I listen to your podcast and not all of us are fat. <laughs> some of us are right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, here we are, Bob. Yes. Back again. This is uh, Joe DeRosa, by the way, since Bobby's not going to. Well, I was going to I was <laughs> I was going to introduce you. <laughs> But you fucked that up, Joe. Um, this is a podcast with me and Joe DeRosa. The, uh, what do we call it? The original podcast? Yeah, this is like the main one. And you go off and do your little fucking poignant one-on-ones. <laughs> well, the fact is, is that this is, not, this. first of all, me, let's just talk. This podcast is going to be about a bunch of things. One of the, one of the things we're going to talk about is Montreal. Yes. We were in Montreal, and we promised everybody that we were going to get a live podcast from Montreal and all kinds of fucking interviews, and yeah. me and you, we didn't get fucking one. No, not one. No, and I'll tell you, one reason is because, first of all, I felt it'd be cheesy, because, you know, everybody was there. 
Right. And you know who else was there? A lot of fucking number one podcasters were there. Yeah. And I felt it would be a little cheesy doing a podcast from a hotel fucking uh, bar where right. everybody in the industry, every comic in the world, and the top podcasts in the fucking country are walking by while I'm sitting there with a Zoom recorder. Yeah. Me and you trying to, hey, we're doing a podcast too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know when I realized we weren't going to do it? When I when you I were drunk every night, yeah. fucking yapping to every industry person. I was gonna. Work. We were gonna do one where I was drunk. That was the whole point. Yeah, but, but no. Here's when I realized we were gonna do it. When I ran into Chris Hardwick and I go, "What do you, what shows you do at the festival?" And he goes, "Oh, dude, we're doing a couple live broadcasts of my podcast huh. at such and such theater or whatever <laughs> with a full audience." I was like, "Okay, yeah, we're probably not gonna." <laughs> me and you with a few Shaw Fifty Eights in a lobby <laughs> was it was gonna be a little embarrassing. Oh my god, they had Marin doing the keynote address. They oh. they picked the podcast they wanted to be a part of this thing. Yeah, and we were just gonna wheeze our way in but another thing too is that it was uh it was fucking you know but you know before we get into that let's yeah. you, you said you had a bone to pick with me That's i say we start with the bone and i'm sure it was a rib bone or something pork related <laughs> since it's with me yeah yeah and uh you uh you have something so let's start with that yeah i got a good bone to pick with you bob okay you <laughs> you lied to me about something <laughs> yeah yeah do you see me do you see me def <laughs> I lie to you about a lot of things. Go yeah. ahead. I'm starting to pick our, up on it. Our friendship is one. <laughs> oh, that's mean. I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, yeah, listen. You lied to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, a couple weeks ago, yeah. I believe it was on the podcast, mm -hmm. I said to you, mm -hmm. did you ever see the movie The End with Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise? And you went... Yeah, of course, dude. It's great. It's a great movie. And I started naming scenes from it, and you were just going, yeah, dude, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So I just took your word I, I did that see you it. had seen it. We talked about it. Yeah. One of my favorite we, Dom DeLuise scenes ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it two weeks later on another podcast where you went, dude, did you see the end? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. And I could tell... That you had just watched it for the first time. No, no, And no. you lied two weeks before, told me you had seen it. And then you started telling me about the Dom DeLuise scene as if you were turning me on to it. Well, if you if anybody listens to this podcast, uh, you, it's pretty much repetitive. It's pretty much... Right. We, we recycle. We only have uh, a half a tank of information that we talk about you know we barely yeah we talk about pretty much we've repeated stuff before yes and i have seen it i've seen the i've seen it a long time ago i remember you know i i, I just re-watched it and forgot the conversation that we had because i was bringing up two movies the end which was a british gangster movie which was fucking incredible. Right. Which goes back into the south end of London. And they go to talk. This, this girl, the daughter of one of the gangsters, did a documentary. And I brought that up. And then I believe I brought up the end, the other end, which I rewatched and was a fucking amazing. So I, I, re, I probably should have worded it better. Like, dude, I rewatched that movie after we talked about it. Probably what happened. It's like why comics get accused of stealing jokes. It's not like... You really stole a joke. Maybe you just fucking absorbed something and forgot about it, and then, you know. All right. So uh, I, you I know what, Bob. I apologize. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. That's I, all you had to say. I apologize. 
And look, it, first of all, I'm not apologizing like you caught me banging your chick. So don't put the emphasis on it like it's a dramatic uh, thank. That's all you had to say. Well, Bob, that's what makes it funny is that we talk about it with the like the weight of banging a chick, but it's about a dumb movie. That's what makes well, it a bit funny. Here's what makes that. Here's what. <laughs> here's what makes. Here's what makes what I was doing funny, is that I was taking it the other. I was taking it the other way. And then you fucking broke down the fourth wall for the listener. Right, right. And that's Whoa. against every improv rule in the book. Yeah, and so is what you did. Let's let them know <laughs> what you did. Somebody just sent me, I don't know who the fuck this is. Somebody sent me on a fucking bathroom wall, Bob Kelly is fat. And then someone in different handwriting wrote, and handsome. Really? It's two different handwritings. Jesus. Yeah, it's always good. That's fucked up. Yeah, thanks. I think that's actually from my mom's cell phone. Let me see that. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? I'm sitting here. Yeah. Bobby was always kind enough to provide coffee and beverages when you come over to do this. Yeah. And he gave me this mug of water. And it's the Roar on the Shore 2009 mug from Wildwood, New Jersey. So here's what's funny about Bobby. Bobby doesn't drink or do any drugs or anything like that, but... Well, if you look, I'd be proud of that. Actually, if you look, but if you look at his cups and glasses, he looks like a guy that just rages. He's got koozies <laughs> and mugs. Roar on the shore. He looks like a frat guy that never let it go. Or like you know, that's what your mugs would tell you. And then, you well, know. that mug I actually got at the street fair. I'm a big fan of the. Uh, what would you call that? A chalice. I'd call this a gauntlet. A stop. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, right. I got that. I, I like the metal, the big metal uh, cups to drink uh, I, uh, cold beverages from. Yeah, they're great. You should drink mead out of this. Yeah, this is, you know, yeah. It's... Would you just watch Robin Hood? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no. Nobody has the word mead at the tip of their tongue. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. You just watch it. something. <laughs> no, we used to say it when I was in college. You thought it was a funny word. We always, we always <laughs> say a, it. It is a funny fucking word. <laughs> Yeah, this should never have anything. Is this should have wine or port or something like that? Port, in. you know what I mean? It's uh, and I should just be spilling it, singing old Irish songs. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's my favorite. One of my favorite cups. I like drinking out of that big metal. Never seen it. It's a great cup. Um, right now. Well, that that is the bone. I don't know, it's not really a bone. It was not really a bone. I thought it was going to be bigger than it was. Well, the fact is, is, you know, I thought you caught me in one of my other lies I said to you that was really bad. You know, I've caught you in other lies, but I don't, you know. I've caught you in lies? Not really. Yeah, no, the fact that you think that you're fucking somehow a better human being than me makes me physically ill. I didn't say I was a better human being. I'm equally as a bag of shit as you. Yes. Just you lie more than I, I do. I don't lie. I do other things more Name than Name one do. other time I lied. There, I, don't, I don't lie. There have been times you've told me, okay, here's a good one. That McDonald's story, you always tell me about you and Dane going to McDonald's where yeah. you go, we got six quarter pounders, three fries. When you tell me that story, because we just wanted to have enough that it would never run out. Yeah. The number of things you bought has shifted so drastically it's, it's every shifted. time you've told me that story. It's not, that's I'm not like, true. Lying a little bit. That, that's not a lie. That's an exaggeration. Well, that's... That's not a lie. Really? We're going to do this? A lie... 
first of all, and 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 I didn't lie to you about the fucking end either. I did see it. I could see it in your eyes that you didn't know what the fuck S- I was talking about. Stop acting like you're a fucking FBI <laughs> fucking analysis. Whatever the fuck word I'm looking for. <laughs> what, what, come on, Joe. I, you said it. That's the best I could come up with right now. <laughs> Joe, I, that's not a lie. That's a fucking... I saw the movie. I listened to you. And the next week, I talked about it like I you know, just saw it for the first time. I brought it back up like, wow, it's fucking amazing. Like, you didn't talk about it two weeks ago. But I, I probably just forgot that we brought it up. It's that's not a lie. That's a fucking miscommunication. And the actual the 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 story I can tell you right now. It was uh, ten McNuggets, three large fries, two quarter pounders with cheese, and a chocolate shake. And the reason the story isn't about the other food. It's about the three large fries because McDonald's fries. What sucks about it is you get them and it ends. There's always that one little fucking crunchy fry at the bottom and it's gone. It, See, to, to actually overcome that, Dane actually told me this trick because he's a fucking secret fatty. Right. He's, you know, he's shredded now. He goes to the gym a lot, like once a day, twice a day. He'll fucking really work out because his food, he eats like five foods, you know, he and he French fries and a burger is like his number one food source. That's his fucking favorite thing. So he told me, dude, this is what I do. You get three large fries empty them into the bag that they come in yeah. so that you won't eat them all. You'll never be able to eat three large fries, but they'll never end. Right. That was the fucking essence of the story. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that that's what it was about. Here's so the, the other thing. shit was bullshit. Here's the thing. You're a bullshit artist. <laughs> you are too with comedians and showbiz. You fooled people into thinking you're a fucking a director and a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, you're a bullshit artist. You bullshit. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest bullshit things I've ever heard you say ever. We were in, we were in Montreal backstage at the show, and Dawn, yeah, your wife was there, yeah. And it was after you went and ate that. You went to some dinner with that some guy and ate a pig head, and, pig's head, and a bunch of other weird shit, right? Yeah. And it was obvious. That you did not feel great afterwards. And your wife, out of concern, said, Sweetie, please don't eat shit like that anymore because it makes you feel like shit. And you said, this was this was Johnny Cochran level bullshit. You go, you go, I don't feel like shit. I feel different. I feel different because I ate food I don't usually eat. There's a difference. And it was like, I was like, what the fuck? Where did he even there, pull that out of? There's truth to that statement. <laughs> if you let me explain. Right. When you eat, we're not used to eat. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I let you finish. <laughs> when we're used to eating certain foods, pretty much chicken, steak, fish, you know, potato, vegetable. Okay. And it's the cleanest as Americans, as you know, because we're not savages. It's the cleanest cuts of meat. It's the freshest vegetables. It's, you know, everything is top grade. Oh, my God. If it goes, if it's one day. You know, could be bad on fucking Friday. We get rid of it on Monday. So other cultures eat this crazy shit, whether it be pig's feet or ears or heads and intestines and all this shit. So I like to try that shit. 
But when you try that shit, your body's not used to consuming it. Right. And I had a pig's head. They bring out a whole pig's head. And it's mostly, it's a lot of fatty. The meat is very fucking, you know, gamey. And, the, you know, the eyeball and the ear. And I ate the snout. And I tried a little bit of everything off the fucking head. And, yeah, I did not feel, I did not feel the same. It, it's not that I didn't, I felt like I was going to puke. I didn't feel like I was going to throw up. I just felt different. I felt different. It's, it's, the, it's, it's an amazing. If the glove does not fit, you must quit, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fucking glove does not fit. It's amazing, dude. It was one <laughs> of the best lines of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. That's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> That's a compliment. I've got a friend, my friend Scott, that I grew up with. Scott? You don't know Scott. I know. I just said that. Like yeah. <laughs> You'd love him. He's my oldest friend in the world. Yeah. He'd love this guy. We used to call him the business when we were growing up. Because, you know, we were in college, you know, working at pizzerias and smoking pot neck like idiots, and he was managing a radio shack. Like, he was just always that guy. But he's a lot of fun. He's not a stiff. <laughs> yeah. So we always call the business. This fucking guy, I have never seen a fucking spinster in my life like this fucking dude. You're like that, too. He just knows anybody he's talking to. He's locked on them. They're the greatest person in the world. <laughs> You know, hey, dude, why did you fucking not call me back? Dude, I wanted to call you back. Here's what happened. These people fucked me, and then I had to fuck you, right? You know, he's that guy. And you're like, fuck, you believe everything he says, and then a week later you go, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like this compliment, Joe. I don't, I, you're a good bullshitter. I, I'm not a bullshitter. It's not underhanded. If, any, if anybody says it like it is, it's me. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll I, give you that. I say it like it is. But saying you're a good bullshitter, I'm right. not saying it would be shitty if you did it in right. a in a mean way to, to like steal or betray people. You don't do it like that. You just know how to talk, dude. Well, here's a compliment to you. Is that yeah, you should get that face. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. should squint your eyes when this is coming. Yeah, what are you gonna say right uh, here's now? Here's a compliment to you, fucking Joe DeRosa. Yep. Oh, uh, this podcast is fucking gonna be a good one. Yeah, I know. You fucking cocksucker and your birthday party. <laughs> your fucking you know what? I I say Montreal gets canceled every year and they just send everybody to your birthday party yeah. at some fucking pub <laughs> in some trendy part of New York City because that's where the fucking industry is oh my fucking god you befriend that's how you're gonna make it in this business <laughs> not from any talent whatsoever it's from your birthday party your annual birthday party is full with industry it's people that can fucking help Joe in the business. If you're below Joe, you're not that is there. So not true. And if you're if you're Joe's friend coming up, you're not there. That is All right, not. Was, was Keith there? He was in L.A. Was Norton invited? Uh, you know what? I yes, yes. And but here's the thing: I just send a mass invite over to ONA, but I told Roland a mass invite. I told Roland and ONA to spread the word and anybody wants to come, come. Tell Jimmy, tell everybody. I don't have Jimmy's number, so that's was Patrice? Uh, I didn't invite Patrice, but only because Patrice wouldn't come. Like I know he wouldn't come. Really? Yeah. If he wouldn't come on my when he wouldn't come. I know he wouldn't. Uh, who else was there? Who uh, what other friends was there? First of all, let's start with the guys that can't do anything for me in this business. Yeah. There were lots of those because they're my friends. Right. They're comics and I like them. Okay. That was the bulk of the party. The bulk of the party. Yes. 
And who yes. did you spend the bulk of the party with? Anthony and the guys from Red Eye. <laughs> <laughs> ah, victorious. <laughs> You, I guarantee you had a fucking velvet rope around those guys, and you didn't allow your other friends access to that part of the party. It's uh, no, they were allowed in. Everybody had a good time. You nice probably make your time. own laminate. <laughs> All right, look, you, how can you not sit with Anthony the whole time? He's, he's, he's fucking guy was killing me, man. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, I love Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Anthony is one of the fucking jovial, fucking greatest hosts. Greatest guys, unfucking believable. I like how you bailed out of jovial because you couldn't figure out how to f- <laughs> finish the word. I added jovial. He's, he go, you go. He's one of the joviest. All right, you yep, almost I said joviest, <laughs> and you bailed out of the fucking word. I almost pulled the knew. Voss. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> jovialist. I've heard it both ways. Listen. I agree with you. He's great. But you know what? I'll go fucking sit and talk to somebody else, too. I I'll did. go fucking... I, I know you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. There's no way. You fucking cordially said thank you to some people. You look for packages in hands, and then you went right over to the fucking, I, the fucking part of the party that's gonna fucking get you ahead, Joe. It was in a dumpy bar. Yep. Was well, the, it? Yeah, that's part of your mystique. That's part of your charm that you put into the party. Your dumpy bar. I know what you... You're fucking, that's your thing, Joe. I like a dumpy bar. You want to be fucking Dean Martin so fucking bad. You want a time machine so fucking bad. Can't argue that. Uh, I know your dumpy bar scenario. Okay, first of all, you you want it because the fucking booze is cheap. Yep. And you're a fucking cheap cunt. And you don't want to spend a lot of money when you buy somebody a shot. You don't want it to be 15 bucks. Right. You want it to be fucking $4. Of course. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, and and you get all everybody down to this dumpy bar. Did you call the bar ahead of time and say I'm going to have a party? No, you didn't. You just showed up. No, you we just showed, showed up, which was a mistake, by the way, because right. we got there and it was trivia night, so it was a little oh, that crowded. Makes me so happy. Yeah, it was a little crowded, but we got through it. And Anthony was answering all the questions because he's a fucking savant, <laughs> and he was answering not to anybody but to himself under his breath. That's hilarious. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all my close friends came. Joanne and Ann came, and I know you're going to say that you because they yeah. just work at Comedy Central. Work at Comedy They don't work there. They're my two oldest <laughs> friends in the business. Don't act like they work in a fucking cube, okay? They're the fucking top dogs. They're my oldest friends in the business. I've known them forever. Right. Yeah, oldest friends in the business. I'm one of your oldest friends in I the business, I've known them longer Joe. than you. No, no you I haven't. haven't. But you they were- fucking Keith, me, Jay Okerson. Okay. We, I remember I gave you 20 bucks, 60 bucks one night because yeah. you had no money. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a friend, Joe. Yeah, Joanne's taken care of me many times. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I knew you guys longer. Here's the difference. My friendship with them accelerated more quickly because they didn't make fun of me constantly for the okay. first two years. Here's another theory. Yeah. Your friendship accelerated more quickly because they could do something for you. Fucking. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you bullshit. said it with a smile. I'm glad there's a bullshit. little it's smile. Funny. It's funny, but bullshit. Right. I don't have a, do I have a show on Comedy Central? <laughs> well, that's not their fault. <laughs> They'd love to if, give you one. If, if you I had was the, any good, I'd have one. If you had the talent right. to back it up. But, uh, You're absolutely first right. First of all, we're smoking cigarettes tonight. I need to read you the last review from MD Bulldog on, on and this guy left this review. This guy says, um, Bobby needs lessons on how to not breathe into the mic and how to smoke 
uh, how to smoke while recording, but let everybody uh, not let everybody hear it. First of all, it's not it's, you. If anybody breathes into the mic, it's Joe. Don't pass the buck. This is your critique, right? I can now. do whatever I want. Don't make it about me, dude. Okay. And then it, I have listened to all episodes, and it's not that funny. Ooh. All right. So well. this is take a nice holiday cigarette, Joe. That's for you, you cunt. And number two, Z, it, there's no way you listen to, you know how many episodes there are? There's like fucking 40 episodes. That's 40 hours of listening. There's no way you listen to 40 hours of a podcast and not laugh, not find it funny. You listen to one or two, maybe three ep- and go, this sucks, and bail out. You're just a cunt. And I hope you get hit by a fucking chicken truck. That's what I hope. Ooh, Jesus. Like the old days. Remember the chicken truck accident when the chickens would be all over the road? Yeah, yeah. And over your dead corpse. Jesus Christ, Bob. Uh, was it too much? That was a little... I'm sorry. I hope you fucking drove a motorcycle and somebody stopped short on a highway and you go under their car, underneath it, through the other car, and then you get up and you're fine, and then a fucking chicken truck hits you. Better yet, he's driving a motorcycle and somebody puts a stick in the wheel and he does that flip up into the air thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wonder if that would work. No, it doesn't work. It might. It might work. Let's, it didn't, uh, let's try it on Ninth Ave tonight. <laughs> Let's, let's let's do a Mythbusters test on that. Why doesn't Mythbusters ever do those fucking episodes? I'll tell you what, Jackass, the Jackass movies have proven to me that things that I thought only worked in cartoons actually work in real life. Like what? Like the one where they fill the limousine with the bees, and then they put all the marbles outside, and the guys run out onto the marbles and <laughs> fall to the ground. I'm like, that actually works. That actually fucking works. I didn't think you could really do that. So you could be a spy and have a pocket full of marbles, and then exactly. people chase Exactly. Exactly. So you, you need a fucking box of them. <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, I just funny. can't believe that works. Anyway. Um, yeah, well, this fucking guy, the last... Re- it's like, you know what, dude? I've never left a review on something that I've hated. Well, it's, you know, exactly. Who does... It? I was talking about this tonight on stage. I can't... This is what I hate about the internet, is that it makes... It makes hatred, hate mail instantaneous now you don't have to think it out you don't have to figure out if you're actually angry you just send it and you can send it right from your phone in the middle of doing anything else you're doing it's completely impulse knee-jerk reaction now and it really fucking irritates me man. well i think it works on both ends too because i've been victim of that too where i actually you know read something that somebody writes and i get a little fucking instantaneous and fucking send something back like you fucking piece of shit and they're like dude i was just kidding and i read it again and it's like oh i took it the wrong way so yeah, yeah it's it's uh you always, if, I a, if i had to write a letter i you know i wouldn't fucking get out of control i've actually blocked people that were like dude i i, I don't know why you you know and I, and I reread their thing but i've actually forgot to unblock them cuz you so. always got to take 5 you got to take five and breathe. Cause I, the I've, gum? No, Bob. Literally. Oh, okay. Take five. I mean, you know, we, you don't have to go for every joke, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Apparently, <laughs> this guy thinks it's not funny. <laughs> I got I to gotta pep this up and I got to quit smoking and, and fix my deviated septum for this cunt. Yeah, what a <laughs> cocksucker. Yeah, no, you got to. Yeah. I got. And, and this is really yeah. quick. I would love it. Dude, put your fucking email. Be a man. Email me. Put an email in there. 
Let's fucking get your name out there. My name's out there. Joe's name is out there. Right. Our emails is out there. You can get in touch with me. Be a man. Put your shit out there, big guy. Put right. your name. Put your fucking email. Let us fucking get in touch with you. Let us find out what you do in life. And let me review it. Let me think. Let me see if you're actually, your review is worth anything. Maybe you're somebody special. Maybe you're in the business. Maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you're out there and I can review what the fuck you do. And then maybe say, you know what? This guy knows what he's talking about. He's legit. Or maybe you're just a fucking nobody. And you're a piece of fucking lonely, anonymous, fucking scared asshole. That fucking uh, just... Uh, Leaves nasty shit on people's stuff. Well, yeah, dude. Real, real critics are hard to come by these days because it's all. Not that that guy's a critic, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's all been sensationalized, and it's your reality TV and all that shit. It's like people just reviews now are written to be insightful, and not not all reviews, but a lot of reviews are written to be insightful and not actual legitimate critiques. I've read reviews of albums that I love, where they'll trash the album. And you're reading it going, this guy doesn't... I've written to critics online and literally been like, I read your review of so-and-so's album. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. First of all, you, you cited this, which means that. Right. There's none of that on the album. I don't know what you... It's annoying. It's yeah. like, how can you... The balls. Well, it's, it's the average asshole can be a review. Back in the day, you had to fucking really know the art and fucking get a show or a fucking column to actually write a review. Joe just spilled coffee on his shirt, Damn and it. it makes me happy. Where are you going? Wipe it off. You can't just leave it. Can I just wipe it off? All right, go ahead. Joe, he just spilled coffee on his shirt, and he's a fucking OCD person. So this is just killing him because this is probably his favorite shirt. One of them. And there's there's coffee all over it, so this this makes me happier. I don't I don't know. It's so happy that I'm in a, a comatose state right now. No, it's almost a high yeah. I have right now. Yeah, it's I almost know. that's what this voice is. You would think I'd be like laughing, and but it's 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 more than that. It's beyond that type of happy. It's a coma. It's a drug induced fucking. Oh my god, happy that your shirt is ruined. It's not ruined, Bob. Oh, it's ruined. Wash it. Coffee doesn't come out. Yes, it does. Okay. It uh, dries almost clear, as a matter of fact. But uh, let's not get into it. Uh, uh, no, that's the thing. Nobody, nobody, it's like you're saying, back in the day, you had to have credit to do that. Yeah. You had to have, you had to have studied and had, right. you know, the credentials. It's like, I watched, uh, by the way, dude, fucking great, if you haven't seen it. Charles Nelson Riley did a one-man show called Life of Riley. And a director shot the whole thing. Yeah. It's up on Netflix. Dude, it is one of the best fucking performances I've ever seen. It is so fucking funny right. and sad. And he's so good in it, dude. It's, it's, it's just a one-man show. It's fucking great. But the point is, is he talks about when he went to New York to become an actor. And the line is, he goes, people that wanted to be actors when I was coming up, did something that is sort of unheard of these days. They studied. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And <clears throat> it's so true, dude. It's like nobody studies anything anymore. It's just, no, people I just want to book the gig. Yeah. Which you can. You can book the gig on fucking confidence and looks. Um, you know, but I, dude, I when I started comedy, I started acting class. I've been going to acting class all the way up until two years ago. I was been t working with the same guy. He teaches. Uh, he's uh, Chris O'Donnell, the lives of Dushku, uh, Rick Fox. He works with a lot of those are some of the people, famous people he works with. But he's been teaching acting. I've been doing acting classes for m the whole time. I've been doing comedy pretty much. 
But, you know, and then there's some guys, they always say comics are shitty actors. Uh, it's because they don't go to fucking class. They don't fucking. And then halfway through, they realize they're not booking gigs or they got some bad fucking comments on audition. And, uh, you know, uh, they go to acting class for a couple months. You know, I've been going for a long time. I mean, right. look, I think as comics, we naturally have the ability to pretend on the highest level because we do it on stage. We have to reenact the actual fucking uh, emotion that we were feeling when we thought of the bit, whether it be hatred or passion or, you know, whatever the fuck it was. We have that ability, but there's way more to it than actually, you know, to, at a guy at that guy's level. I watch scenes where I'm like, if I booked that part, I wouldn't be able to do what he just did. Yeah. Yeah. You see guys like that. Dude, he he breaks out in the middle of this thing. He breaks out into a Shakespearean monologue in the middle of a story that he's telling. Yeah. About when he was on The Tonight Show. And dude, he fucking kills it. And you're like, dude, I, and that's the thing. He goes, he goes, when I go to schools to teach, because he, he was a teacher too. He goes, I go to schools to teach. People would say, why is this guy from the game shows at our school teaching us? You know, but it's like, because, and that's what I would have thought. But you don't realize this fucking dude, to be that good, right. to sit there on Match Game or Hollywood Squares and be as fucking perfect pitch perfect as that guy was it's be, it was all the other shit dude it was all the training and the life experience and that was just another trick in his hat right yeah i can do this i can also go do that over there you know and yeah it's, it's like, like the guy from um from modern love modern family which guy uh the fat guy that hosted my gala right he's a fucking unbelievable actor he's hilarious on modern family he yeah. plays a gay guy he's not gay right he plays a gay guy everybody thinks he's gay He's a big uh, gay bear on the show, but he's not. He's fucking hilarious on it, and uh, he's. But he's acting more. He's only dramatic acting. He's fucking unbelievable. Well, look at Ed O'Neill on that show. Yeah. Well, look at any funny actor, man. Most funny shows aren't stand-up comics acting. It's it's actors being funny. Yeah. You know, and that that's a hard thing to pull off. I went back and watched, like, started watching Married with Children again recently after I hadn't seen it in years, mm -hmm. but then, like, got more into Ed O'Neill, like, just as an actor and saw him and all this other shit and was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking wow. Right. And then went back and watched Married with Children and, like, for the first time was able to see, like, this is an insane fucking character this guy sketched out. Yeah, it's like Archie Bunker. Yeah. I like, mean, fucking Carol was... A fucking great dramatic actor. Like, he was not like Archie Bunker. Uh, the fact that that guy could do that voice and make it believable. Yeah. And then you see him in interviews and he's like, well, uh, when the show first came on the air. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost disappointing. I know. You want him to be our... You just, well, you yeah. see, dude. Yeah, this this cocksucker. <laughs> you want him to say, you know, the fucking Jews, I'm telling you. But yeah, he's, it's fucking... It's crazy. It really is crazy. I, I think sometimes, you know, you have to go to that weird spot, that weird place in your head to be a good actor. You have to go to the fucking other side of the moon. That's why actors are very emotional, very serious, very intense. A lot of them, uh, when you talk to them, then they don't, you know what I mean? Because they're, they go to that other fucking part of the brain. We stay in reality and pick apart everything and deal with fucking brutal honesty. And, 
I think actors go into fucking that weird fantasy land where at any moment you could be a tiger. You know, and you're like, we do that. You'd be like, dude, I'm not fucking being a tiger, you moron. Relax. Just give me the gig. I can act like a tiger. I know. That's the, yeah. Did uh, did you ever see uh, Dust Till Dawn? Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Michael Parks at the beginning, the guy that plays the sheriff at the very beginning when he goes in those convenience store that they're robbing. Yeah. That guy does something where I'm like, there. That, that's why that guy's an actor. Like, that's why that guy is that fucking good. Yeah. Because he does that. He does that move. You're not gonna be able to see this at home, but he does that move where he's talking about the bank robbery that happened. Yeah. And he just goes. He goes. When I catch, if I catch up to them boys, it's gonna be. And he just shakes his head like that and yeah. puts his eyebrows up. And I'm like, there you go, dude. That's the fucking thing. He said a million fucking words with that face and raising right. his eyebrows. Yeah, and then you watch Quentin Tarantino in that movie, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Hollywood sucks. I'm gonna, yeah, hey, buddy, cast me and shit. I brought you career back, Rodriguez. He wrote the movie. I mean, Rodriguez. Yeah, I know, but it's like, dude, stay out of it. He's good in it. He's all right in it. I mean... He plays the part. Yeah, fucking a crazy rapist, pedophile, fucking creep murderer, I guess. I love Tarantino, but he is so bad in that scene in Pulp Fiction. That scene goes off the rails where... And I'm like... Yeah. It, it's to the it gets to the point where I'm like, is he doing this as a joke right now? And it sucks that nobody can say, dude, this is bad. Uh, nobody can say this is bad. Fucking Travolta, Jackson. These are fucking. These guys are fucking actors of our generation. Right. You know, inside they're going. That's like us watching an open micer, who has a fucking great show and pays a sick cash to come down right. to do his gig. That's a Friday nighter in fucking Miami on the beach. Right. You know, and we go and he. Yeah, I host it, and you gotta go. Yeah, good job, dude. Oh, fuck. You just want to go. You fucking stink. Yeah, yeah. Nobody Guys, could've. let's all do an improv at the end. Uh, let's not. You know Travolta was... You know they were fucking trashing him. <laughs> Yo, well, you see this motherfucker? No, Travolta was going, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I was about to do another talking baby movie. <laughs> not even. Yeah, they got up to dogs. Remember that? What? Really? The, the third look who's talking was the dogs were talking. Ah. Uh, that was the only thing keeping Christy Alley together. Oh, Jesus Christ. She went off the rail. Both of them went off the rails after that. They both ballooned up and went fucking went back to Scientology. Oh, Jesus Christ, Scientology. Oh, boy, don't get me started, Rob. Nah. So anyways, we well, let's get back on track here a little bit. We went to Montreal last week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
Um, actually, from this podcast, it'll be two weeks ago. Uh, we got no podcasts, and I got one. I got Todd Lynn. Yeah. Uh, this was, you know, I had a lot of people that wanted to do them, um, but uh, Nick Thune wanted to do it. Uh, I had Bo Burnham. Um, that would have been great. Both of those would have been great. Yeah. Um, a couple other people, Bob Marley. Awesome. Awesome. And I just, it just, it was so much of a hang. And, you know, after the shows, at the bar, at the hotel, after, was so much of a cool hang. And you're seeing people you haven't seen. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Montreal for everybody back in the day used to be a place where you got picked to go. And either you were fucking already famous or you're about to be famous. You had the opportunity to go up there, perform, and all of the industry was up there, and they would fucking give out deals, just fucking $500,000 development deals or holding deals to make you a star, right? to get you a TV show, get you on the air. This was back when comics were having their own shows on TV, and that was the fucking fad. And that's all gone. That's all gone. But it's, it's now, I think it's better. I think that you go up there and Just for Laughs puts on such a fucking cool festival and they really give a shit about what they put on uh, and the diversity of the shows to make sure that there's a little bit of everything right. in the festival. And they, they try to create fucking, you know, not the same show, not just a comedy show. Let's, let's you know, like with our show, our show, our movie was up there, Cheat. Uh-huh. Um, and they, we had a show up there at a fucking strip club uh, slash tranny bar. And uh, our show was there and it was Cheat Live. And we basically did an hour of uh, comedy, uh, different takes on cheating that we all prepared. And uh, it was fucking pretty intense. And then after the shows, it was, it was so fun to just hang out because we didn't. Nobody was trying to get anything because there was nothing to get. You did your shows. You had a blast. You killed it. Met back at the bar. Fucking saw people you haven't seen. Met people you didn't know. Just talking, yapping, having fun, laughing. Till four in the morning every night. Yeah. It's like camp. It felt like camp. It didn't used to feel like camp. Because the first time I went, it was right at the tail end of like all that major shit. Right. And that had just sort of ended. But there was still the hopes of like, maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> But I was doing the new new faces is the show they bring you up to do when they're basically introducing you to the industry. There was pressure and stuff. The last two times I went, it was in this more sort of calm phase of it. And it just feels like camp, dude. You're just up there. You're having a great time. You're doing your shows. You're having a ball. You're seeing guys you see once or twice a year. You know, you're meeting people that work at your agencies and things that you don't ever get to meet because they're in this office doing in this department. You don't deal with them ever. You know. And then also, too, it's like there is to a certain extent you got to be a little on your whole day. You got to be ready to have conversations with people and 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 talk and make good impressions and stuff. And then you go out and you do a whole bunch of shows every night. Yeah. And there's the pressure of, you know, I hope our show show sold well. I hope the crowds are good. You know, you know, there's all that. And then by the time you're done and it's midnight. You're just like, dude, I need a smoke. I need to fucking relax right now. I, you know, I got to yeah, diffuse but, a little bit. But then yeah. you go back to the bar and it's fucking packed with Mark Marin, Colin Quinn, Bob Marley, me, you, Burr, fucking... Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jimmy Tingle, fucking uh, Reggie Watts and Bo Burnham and 
Anthony Jesselneck and Amy Schumer and dude, I got a f- fucking ad ad rock from the Beastie Boys is in the elevator. So jealous that you met him. <laughs> I have to give a big shout out to Amy Schumer. I'm a big fan because she got off the elevator with him and some other girl he was doing a show with. And she was like, I'll, I'll hook you up. I go, I want a picture. And she fucking stopped the elevator because she knew the girl. I was like, hey, did, fucking some weird question. We got in the elevator and I go, hey, hey, dude, wow, can I get a picture? I got my picture with Ad Rock and it was so uncomfortable. My wife is such a fucking asshole, too. I go, can, can you take a picture? Honey, take a picture. And I was so creepy about it and I was so awkward. She, she just went, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> and didn't even like it wasn't even internal it was just out in the open like i'm just being a it's creep. hilarious and he goes oh he goes no it's cool i'm creepy too man let's take the photo and i was that's like that's great i wanted to, i i wanted to fucking just make her flinch with a backhand <laughs> dude that's funny man i saw a lot of uh i saw a lot of pictures that people took with him yeah. running into him that fucking guy smiled ear to ear in every picture i was like this that's great, dude. To be that long in the game and that famous yeah. and still and, and smiling and being in good spirits and not yeah. going, oh, Christ, another picture. That's fucking awesome, man. Right. It is awesome. And if you ever downgrade my photo by saying I saw a lot of photos, right? I'll fucking jump across this table. Hundreds I saw. I'll fucking jump across this Hundreds table. Where Have you ever been beaten with a Shure 58? The most widely used microphone in the business. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, no, I have not. Um, yeah, but it was a fucking, fucking blast, man. Our show, first of all, it was in a creepy, old... It's been there for 30 years. It's the first drag show in Montreal 30 years ago. Used to be a fucking sensation. Now it's not that big of a deal, but the waiters, the waitresses were fucking dudes. Uh, not Dresses all of them. girls. Yeah, dr- yeah, drag queens. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was this fucking seedy, cool-ass place, and it, our show sold fucking every night was packed. It was great, man. Every night was packed. We all killed it. We had a blast. It was fucking awesome. And then went back to the hotel at night and just hung out and laughed and fucking talked. Fucking Serpico was there. Saletti showed up. Conan came in. Ah, oh. uh, we had a fucking blast just hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> they came to my party, by the way. Yeah, I know they did. Fucking, they they sent me pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I talked to them after they left the party. Does Would that they, bug you? <laughs> no. Did they say nice things? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> right, well, you'll never know. I know how to fucking lie. Apparently, oh boy, no, of course, dude. Uh, no, they, um, we had a we had a good time. Yeah. No, it was a blast up there, fucking man. blast. Because I think too, also the the festival has changed a little bit, where it's more about the shows and the comics that come up. And I still think industry goes to look at new faces, but I think we've changed too. Where look, we're going up there with all the shit you'd want to get from a festival. We already kind of have. Yeah. So it's not like we're going up there going, we need more. Right. God forbid, we don't want more. <laughs> I don't want more work. Yeah, no, you're going up just being one of the guys. That was the first time I fully felt like that this year. I was like, I'm just here yeah. and to plus, be a comic. And, I, you know, look, Robbie, uh, Suzanne, uh, Irene. Singer. Uh, Singer. Uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce and his wife. I mean, we, Evie. It's so, yeah, Evie, it's fucking... We, I, I'm friends with I I'm, I fucking love Suzanne. You know I love the those people. Of, I'm friends with. I'm now not all of them, but 
I, f- I love seeing those people. I did that tour last year, and I kind of became close with those people. So it's like I like going up there and fucking seeing them. Not that you get to see them that much because they're fucking crazy, but it's... Uh, it was great. That was fucking awesome, man. Montreal great. is fucking... I wish I could do it every year. Dude, I, the first thing Robbie said to me when I saw him... Yeah. And Robbie... Was Bob's fat? No. no <laughs> that would have made me laugh, though. Robbie's one of the top guys at the festival, and uh, I see him in the lobby when we first got there, and he just was like, ah, Christ, fuck you, dude, right? <laughs> and I started laughing, and then he comes back, and he goes, dude, I'm sorry, man. I should have gave you a proper, appropriate... Gr-. And I go, dude, stop. I go, that was so much better... Right. Then you... Hi, welcome. <laughs> fuck that. We're fucking douche buddies now. Like... Yeah. Tell me to go fuck, but it made me laugh, dude. I wish I could have spent more time with... Like, Suzanne was there. Irene, I saw her. Just a little bit. I mean, everybody up there was fucking really nice. Every... It's... It's... It's fucking... It was a good time. It was a fucking... Right. No... There was I, a, a couple schmarmy things here and there. Nothing too fucking dramatic. Nothing too crazy. Little... Little... But everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's having fun. Uh, Tammy Pescatelli. What a doll. God damn it, Tammy. Pe- if you don't fucking, if you don't think Tammy Pescatelli, her show, I forget what a network it's on, but it's fucking awesome. It's her and her husband right. moved back to Brooklyn. I love it. Maybe it's just because I'm an East Coast guy. Is it a sick? I haven't seen it. It's, it's a reality sick. show. Oh, it's a reality and show. She moves in. She has to move into Brooklyn and near her fucking husband's mother, who she's an old school Italian psycho. You know, just totally making her feel inadequate because she doesn't have to make a sauce. That's funny. Um, but she is the fucking sweetest person. She's a sweetheart, man. She's a sweet. She sent me such a nice tweet. <laughs> what? Because she sent me this unbelievable email. Unfucking believable email. Um, Are you laughing that I only got a tweet? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Because no. I don't really know her. No, not at all. I'm not laughing. Of course, I'm not laughing at that. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at that she sent me this unbelievable email. It says, I have to say, throughout my career, I have very few people that I genuinely think are good people. You and Bill are two of them. I wish I could have come up with you guys back in the day, but I'm glad I'm getting to know you now. Much success in your career, marriage, and life. Tammy. I wrote back, Cool. You're an asshole. I did it as a joke. I'm a comic. I just wrote back cool. Yeah, so is she. But and I she actually dropped her guard for a minute and was sincere. I saw I saw her in the lobby and I go, Did you get my email? She goes, No. I go, Ah oh, fuck it. It's ruined now. And I told her, I was like, I, you know, you're the best. That, that's so sweet of you. But I told her I wrote cool. But I just think it'd be funny because you know when I've written those letters to people like comics coming up when you're younger and you write one of the older comics a heartfelt letter and you get nothing in back you get nothing back. And you're like, oh, shit. She's so sweet. I told her my mom loved her from last comic. She looked like she was going to cry. She looked so touched by that. Yeah. She was so sweet. She sent me a really nice tweet. Joe, I loved meeting you. You're wonderful. Yeah. Cheat Live was one of the best shows at the festival. I mean that. Right. All this stuff. And then some fucking dickhead tweets at Joe DeRosa Comedy, at Tammy Pesket, whatever hers is. Did you hit that, DeRosa? And it's yeah. like... Really, dude? So now she's going to fucking see that? Like, it doesn't even matter if I block you or not. It's like she's going to see that. That's why it's like, like, Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli actually sent me a really nice tweet uh, a couple, like uh, three weeks back. I saw her at the cellar. And, um, and, you know, Tammy sent me a nice tweet, too. 
I I don't respond. I didn't respond to either one of them. I and I I followed. Uh, you know, I follow both of them because you want to DM. I don't do that in public because I don't want any of these fucking assholes to fuck with people. I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want them to fucking do that shit. You know, and it's like, you know, I can't even have a fucking, just can't have a moment like that. And I'm sure the guy didn't mean to be well, a dick. He's no, just he thought a fucking it was being dummy. funny. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's like, that's the problem with Twitter, man. It's like, that is not a place for messaging. It's not the problem with Twitter. It's the problem with our fans, yeah, you're Joe. Right, you're right. It's it's <laughs> You're right. Do you think it's 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 just our fans are us. It's We're just, fucking mean creeps and they treat us the way we treat each other and then they get dumbfounded when we go shut the fuck up. Well dude, you you can do it to me. You don't do it to another person right, that's not yeah. involved. That's I, the I agree. I fucking agree. I mean uh, what's weird too though is another thing too is I have to say this and I'm not trying to kiss ass or get fucking you know, emotional or fucking, you know, but the fans, the ONA fans and the fans that we do have, uh, whether it be your fans, my fan, my Torgasm, ONA, you know, even the podcast, whatever, fucking are fucking great. The best. I mean, really fucking the best. The best. They are fucking solid. I just wish I had more of them. Yeah, well, they're the best, dude. Some kid emailed me today, or not today, a couple days ago. I got to write back to him, but that he drove six hours to see Cheat on Saturday night. Yep. And he goes, it was worth every fucking, like, I was just like, that's, Jesus Christ, dude. I never thought I'd see the day where somebody told me, I drove six hours to see something you were a part of. Yeah, I mean, he probably. I talked to the same guy, and it was mainly to see me and Billy because he's been fans of us for a long time. Right, right. But well, no, that's nice that you do this. I now. would say, I would say, th- two and a half hours to see you. That's nice. Sick the rest this to is, see us. Yeah, sorry that I tried to have a moment with you. I'm sorry, dude. I have uh, to be funny you're, because you're worthless. Let me take. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, MD Bulldog needs this to be funnier. So I'm trying to punch it up. Yeah, all right. But But here's something funny. Yeah. So my whole family came over Saturday for my birthday. My real birthday. You didn't wish me a happy birthday, but don't worry about it. Um, Joe, this is the problem with you is I don't celebrate my birthday on Tuesday if it's Saturday. Yes, you do. Your party was not on your real birthday last year. That's because fucking Geraldo died. Oh, geez. Come on. What do you want me to do? My party was set for Saturday. Did I wish you a happy birthday on your real birthday? A hundred people were supposed to show up, and God forbid. Did I, I wish you a happy uh, birthday on your real birthday? Rest in peace. Geraldo passed away. I'm sorry that, you know. All right. That's a good point. Uh, I'm breaking your balls. All right. Anyway, the point is, Saturday, my whole family came over. Yeah. Dude, the fucking panic I get when one of my aunts or uncles says this to me, and it's happened before. My uncle goes, hey, Joey, uh, uh. I got a friend at work. Uh, he loves you, man. He loves you on... Uh, who are those guys? Yeah. The two guys? Oof. And I go, Opie and Anthony. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And I go, Jesus, Uncle Brian. I go, please never listen to it. <laughs> never listen to it. And he goes, he goes... He goes, I've seen your, he goes, I've seen your acting. How, how bad could it be? I go, Uncle it Brian, works. it gets so much worse. I go, listen, listen to the show. If you want to listen, I go, never listen to me when I'm on that show. Yeah. Ever. Because ONA is like therapy, dude. It's, it's very much a hang. And you start, you start opening up and you start talking about shit. You're like, did I fucking, you, and, and then, you know, 
uh, sometimes we're in the car and I have satellite and Dawn we're driving somewhere and I'm like I'm on I'm like well, what did I talk about that day did I talk about fucking you know some crazy shit or fucking wanting to punch her in the head or something stupid you know you're like oh fuck what I, yeah, I don't want anybody fucking listening to oh that my show God. Dude, from, when, that I know that I care about the week the week the first week Burr and I ever did uninformed on the virus the first time we ever did the show ever a couple days before we did the show I went back to my college yeah uh, for some event, and I went around and I went and met all my old professors for my major. Yeah. And uh, this guy, one of the nicest guys in the world, man. He was my advisor in school and all this shit. Very, like, Christian, very, like, clean-cut guy, sweetheart of a dude, like, just just a nice guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm so proud of you, man. This is great. You're doing your comedy stuff. And, man, I, and he's like, he, what, do you, what else are you doing? I'm like, oh, I got this radio show. Oh, no. On XM, we premiere on Saturday, uh, Bill Burr, really funny comic, and me, and he's like, I'm so excited, I can't wait to listen, I'm, I'm there, 8 p.m. Saturday, I am there. Jump to Saturday, we're, we, we op- the show opens, first thing out of Burr's mouth. Hey, it's uninformed, we're going to try to figure out, you know, statistics and what people are and what people think and if we're right or wrong. So, Joe, if I were to ask you, how, what percentage of women are cunts? That was the first fucking line on the show. And I remember sitting there going, like, just picturing my professor just turning it off. Yeah. He never wrote to me. Right, right when you say 52%. He was supposed to write to me. He never wrote to me. Uh, dude, I... It's a fucking. We really. I've burned some bridges like that too. Oh, makes I remember fun. I used to work with. Remember I told you I used to work with the six retarded guys. I lived in the house with them. Yeah. For like three years when I was going to college, just studying comedy, and uh, I fucking. I, one of my first shows I did. I had a joke in there where they scare you. Scare you and you get scare you and you get and I, you you get down uh, Down syndrome or something. I actually said that line and I acted like dun, 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 or something like that. Oh man! And I did the show for a benefit in my town, and all the retarded guys came. Ugh. And you did the joke. I was a young comic. I didn't know. I didn't know that you. I just did. It's all I had. I had f- fucking fifteen minutes. I didn't. I just did it. I bet it killed too. It killed. Yeah, I don't know if they. I think they laughed too, but I, my boss didn't laugh. I don't know. I don't know. I never heard from him again, and now they're all dead. That's sad. Yeah, that's sad. I used to do a joke about retarded guys. Yeah, I, I was opening for Doug Stanhope once in New Jersey, and I did it. I didn't meet. I hadn't met him. I went on stage before he got there. I did this joke about retarded guys. The manager of the club runs up to me. He's like, Joe, 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 listen, man. You know, just so you know, there's a table of retarded people here. And I'm a young comic. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm freaking out because I'm like three years in. I go into the green room. Stanhope's sitting there laughing his fucking balls off. And he goes, did you know there was a bunch of retards out there? <laughs> you did that so fucking funny, dude. He made me feel so much better at how funny What a scumbag is. club owner that let retards into the club that actually took their money. Oh, boy. They can't even... Well, no, I think they came in for free. I think it was like a yeah. trip. Yeah, you don't let a trip of retards into a comedy club. They're not going to understand it. Maybe they were just handy. No, they were... You take them apple picking. You don't take them to a fucking comedy show. (laughs) (laughs) Why apple picking? Ah, It's easy. You just grab one off the tree and eat it. That's what what they're going to do bowling. Grab one and try to eat the ball. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
Oh, boy, boy. So, anyways, Montreal was fucking great. We didn't get any podcasts. I got the one with Todd Lynn that played last week. That was really fucking... I got to listen to it. Yeah, you should have been on it. I would have done it with you. You you sounded like you didn't want me to do it with I, you. You were, you were fucking occupied. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you were occupied. All right. Thank you, Bob. You're a good friend. Yeah. Joe was occupied with a, right. a lady friend. We don't need to get into the details. <laughs> well, you know, you you know, you you were you were busy. Yeah. I, and I didn't want to Thank, thank you for that, actually. Yeah. Well, you're fine. Because yeah. out of guilt, I would have left her and done the podcast. Yeah, I, I figured you were fucking occupied, and I knew it was going to be kind of, you know, funny, but serious, you know, a lot of serious topics. It wasn't going to be Smokey and the Bandit and Dom DeLuise references. Well, you always, <laughs> you always do the interview one-on-one anyway. I don't. Well, it's be just because I, the only reason why I do the interviews one-on-one is because I get them very, you know, like, yeah, you want to do this? Right. They usually, I'm with somebody, doing a show with somebody, and, uh, you know, hey, you want to do this? And they say, yeah, and you're not either around or you're preoccupied with pussy, that uh, I do them because I'm not going to, you know, hey, Joe, I'm in fucking Ottawa. Do you want to come up and do a fucking podcast with Ari Shafir? That's not right. really the fucking way right. it's going to go. So, right. I mean, those things I do. But, you know, we'll we'll actually wind up doing one of those together. Right. Um, which I want to do. I want a third... I'd love to have you on the show when we're doing these interviews, just to spice it up a little bit. I know you get real analytical, too, which would bug me. I don't know why that bothers you about me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's fucking karma if I've ever seen it. Bobby just spilled coffee on his computer and, all, and then onto himself. Good. Good. If, if I saw sparks fly out of that thing, like in the movies... <laughs> God, it would have made me fucking laugh. It's not a fucking NASA computer from fucking 78, yeah, I know, stupid. but it would have made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, well, all right. look, gone. Yeah, See, well, here's the clear. difference between me and you. I'm a man. I'm just going to sit here with coffee on my shirt. All right, well, there's a napkin. No, I don't need it. I have a wife downstairs that will clean it for me. Oh, there he is, the chauvinist. <laughs> and, uh, the chauvinist and the not loneliness <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, could you turn up the heat in here a little bit? Well, I had to turn the AC off because I didn't want fucking Mudbone, whatever his name is, to complain about the AC. Mudbone. <laughs> uh, I shut the AC off. You know what we're going to do the next podcast? Next time we do it? Leave gonna, it on? We're going to leave it on. Yeah. Fuck it. We're yeah. going to put the AC on. It's, you know, it's not, I mean, there's be a little buzz, but it's not like going to be distracting. All right, we'll leave it on and we'll let the fucking fans decide whether it's distracting or not. Oh, that's a good idea. There's a way to invite 800 fucking 800? tweets. Really? Eight. <laughs> five. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, it, <laughs> five. I don't like, I don't like that you uh, actually have the exact number now. Actually, we have a lot of listeners. I know. In the thousands. That's why I said the 800. We're, uh, we're, uh, we've been in the top 100 thanks to the people fucking listening and subscribing and spreading the word about this fucking podcast, which is fucking kind of phenomenal and uh, really appreciated that uh, we've been in the top 100 for uh, the last fucking two months. What's it at currently? Right now, it's at 72. Nice. Hanging yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, you know. Would I love to be in the top 20? I mean, the top 20 is a pretty fucking, you know, the, you got what the fuck, which, of course, you know what? This is bugs me, too, is uh, Aisha Tyler 
did a podcast. Why she's does that bug you? Number three, right off. The she's a sweetheart. What, I, she's I a love sweet, Aisha. This is why I I respect Aisha Taya. I listened to her first podcast. You know, she does everything. She made the website herself. She pre- edits it, produces it, puts it up all on her own. She doesn't have anybody doing it, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So that means she really gives a fuck about it. And it was actually, you know, it was an all right podcast. Um, she, but it just sucks that, you know, she, she just goes right to number two. And Jay Moore, who I like his podcast too, I actually subscribed to it, uh, More Stories. He's he's been in the top five, either one, two, or three, or four, or five, for the last, right out of the gate. Well, yeah, several movies and sitcoms helps. Yeah, and charisma and talent. Yes, yes. <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah, don't forget those. <laughs> yeah, he has fucking fantastic stories about fucking famous people, and he can do impressions on the money. Uh, Rogan, of course, is in the top. Greg Proops, the smartest man in the fucking whatever. His was, uh, he did his live, too, from the thing. Did he? I love Proops. Do you? I do. I, I tell you, man, that guy really fucking... Put a bad taste in my mouth Why? Well, a few years ago I think back when Tough Crowd was on Singer invited me down to do his show That, you know, alternative room he had and I was I was kind of excited, you know to, You know, he invited me down I went down and I tried to talk about I tried to do some new stuff I was working on About my sister having a kidney transplant And how I didn't want to give her a kidney And I was kind of bummed out Because my career was going pretty good And, uh you know, whatever. I come off and proofs. You know, I, I just hate when guys do this. He kind of trashed me from stage. You know, like, you know, like, well, oh my god, what was that? You know, some shit like that. After I got off, like he was watching me and disapproved of me or whatever, and then trashed me to his fan base after I got off. You know. But we do that. He, I don't do that. We've done that in our own way. We've all gone on stage and gone, what the fuck? I don't, I, but I was in a what the fuck moment. I wasn't bombing. I actually had a great set. Right. It was a good set. It, was, it wasn't like I bombed or I was talking out of like some crazy shit that people were like, what the fuck is this? I did a, it was a great set. I was fine. And it was fun. And I liked it. And it was like, wow, that was cool. And fucking, you know, had to go up and... Out of whatever, fucking say some shit to me. You sure he wasn't just being like, wow, that was heavy? No. I, I, trust me. No. Right, it was right. more like, ugh. You know, which I'd never do to somebody. I'd never go on after him at the cellar, and if he fucking took a hot one, go, oh, what fucking analytical, boring dribble was that? We get it. You're intelligent. Right. Uh, you know, and it's like, dude. It's not like you're, if you're so smart, then go help the world. <laughs> I, I, go come up with IntelliCrops. <laughs> go hook up with Tony Stark and fucking do some good for the world. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, nobody's that fucking smart, All you know. Right. And I'm smarter in a fucking whole different realm than these fucking guys in a whole different realm. I know how to tie a blood knot. Do you? I don't know. Exactly. All right. Well, I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. I'm just saying. You know, it's like my theory is if when the world ends, those guys, you know, math and fucking English isn't going to help you. You're going to have to come to dumb guys like me for meat. When the world ends. The... (laughs) 
Listen, that's the only way I'm ever going to get even with Proops if the world ends. I'm, I'm, <laughs> fr- I'm friends with him. We, 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 he. I've never seen him do anything like that. So we've always got along really well. Like I don't, I don't hate the guy. I'm not like fuck him. I don't really hate anybody. But it's just kind of. It was kind of like what the. F- it was just, dude. I could get it if I was a cocky dick, being some. F- you know what I mean? I was just fucking. I was kind of happy being there, and he had to kind of fucking just piss on it, you know, by doing that, you know. And it's like, dude, you know, you could say it to my face too. I'm always a fan of that. I'm always a fan of someone going, dude. I don't think I know. I remember my fucking sponsor in AA was the host of a show when I was coming up in Boston, and he was a fucking analytical guy. He's a producer for Bill uh, Bill Maher's show now. Uh, he came up to me and after he brought me off one night I killed he goes I hate what you do on stage but people like it so that's great <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah but I respect that I, if you went up on stage and fucking ugh, well you, ugh really people that would, it's like dude don't fucking involve them you know what the fuck and I can't if I can't go back up and defend myself you know it's like you get it's like it's like writing somebody a letter, firing somebody from a letter. That's like fucking fuck you. All right. Well, maybe we, you know, it was just a bad night or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, maybe I might have, you know, I don't know the details now. I knew him back then. Maybe, uh, maybe he's a great guy. I don't know, but I, uh, I don't. I don't hate the guy, but I just a bad taste in my mouth. You know, well, about yeah, that shit. look, and that that happens a lot with comics. I've noticed. Yeah. There's been a million times where you've gone. I love this guy, and I go, oh, that fucking. Uh. But yeah. it's and, and you a get lot me to the t- hate the guy, and then you wind up liking him again, and yeah. I hate them. A lot <laughs> of the time, what it is though, and it's unfortunate, but you know, comics are so fucking crazy and narcissistic and insecure at the same time. It's like that you have a bad, you have an off night. You say something trying to be funny or whatever, it comes out wrong. This person, it sticks in their crawl because we can't let shit go. Right. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, you're going, this cocksucker. And then you're like, I don't even remember why I fucking hate this guy. I just do. And then, you know, and then you're like, we all we all do that is my yeah. point. You know, it's 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 an unfortunate byproduct of uh, being a comic because well, that happens it, all the fucking time. Man. Well, yeah, because your self-esteem and your fucking, you know, your sensitivity is always on the line. You, we, I mean, we genuinely, you want people to like you, you know, you know, that's why I respond to people that actually say good shit on Twitter, you know, and people give you shit too. It's like, dude, I like hearing the good shit more than I like hearing the bad shit. I like compliments. I like good job. I, you don't have to say no homo when you say, I really like your podcast or I really like your comedy or I'm a big fan. No homo intended. I like it. There's right. nothing wrong with that. So I, I, you, you're right. I mean, it was fucking homo. Who gives a shit? All right. Write me a letter and go, dude, I want to suck your cock. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's a compliment. I have no problem with that. Right. I've seen your cock. I'm not going to let you do it, but thank let's, you. Well, let's not fucking get carried. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Joe. And we don't know what will happen 10 years yeah. down the The click. winter is right around the corner. Yeah. And you know yeah. how depressed you get in the winter. Yeah. Oh, boy. In the winter. <laughs> oh. It's depressed true. in the summer right now. It's just, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I did a I did a print interview today. Yeah. Uh, for Red Eye. There's right. a Red Eye fan site. Right. And the guy messaged me and he was like, can I email you these questions so you can do a print interview for the website and everything? I'm like, yeah, dude, of course, man. 
And the last thing was, the last question was, is there anything you'd like to say to the Red Eye audience that you never got to say to them? And I almost wrote something like, yeah, can you stop hate tweeting me when you don't like something I say? or whatever? And I caught myself and I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. That's 5% of an, of an awesome audience. Not even. You know? And, I, and I, instead I just wrote, you know what? Here's what I want to say. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the difference you've made in my life and the support. You guys are a unified crew and you guys are enthusiastic and it's really made. Thank you for the emails and the tweets and coming to the shows and everything. That's just gay. It's not gay. It's, I'm kidding. Fucking idiot. It's positive. No, no, I hear you, dude. No, look, man. Look, I, I get. It. You know what? It's just look. I get you're gonna get fucking. You know, even this fucking idiot on on uh, fucking whatever it's called, uh, iTunes, whatever. I, you're gonna get those reviews. You're gonna get tweets. You're gonna get those dickheads. You know, you just block them and move on. And you know, whatever. It's just the psychology of it doesn't make sense to me. That type of shit just doesn't make sense because of the way I am. When I hate something or I don't like something, I don't turn people against it. I don't try to get people, other people not to like it. You know, unless it's, I have to do that. Unless I, I, it's obligated to do that for the greater good of something. Would I ever, you know, the only time I've ever done that is when that like CD company wouldn't produce my, the seat, my first CD that I produced myself the company that didn't wouldn't produce my uh, full metal comedy I did for the troops. I was going to Iraq with Colin and I was going to bring all these DVDs. I filmed the night at the cellar uh, just of all the comics and they would filmed it and uh, going to made a DVD for the troops so they could see Norton, me, Sherrod, right. all these guys doing comedy. And it's just a little shitty DVD that they could throw in and watch comics do comedy right and they wouldn't do it and i went on ona and not that i turned them against them but the fans you know i said if you, you know whatever and they, they why wouldn't they t- they she didn't believe in the war and i was like it's not about the war. the war you're making a you're making a you're not even selling it in stores you're making a you're making a, a little run of dvds as a gesture yeah, I, pu- I put up all the money myself oh we got we you know what steve Byrne, dad actually gave us money to produce it Steve Byrne, dad, who's a fucking really great guy. Fucking oh, unbelievable. Best. I'm really, really unbelievable guy. He gave us some cash to do it. We raised some money other places and we got it done. But this lady wouldn't do it. That type of shit I get. But fucking really to fucking, what are you, what are you trying to do? Well, you meet, you know, it's, it's, Steve's dad is great. You meet Steve and go, what a great guy. Then you meet his dad and you go, oh, that's why he was Actually, raised by this guy. You meet, I met and Steve and I was I met Steve's dad and I was like how the fuck did you ever produce that fucking hugging homo <laughs> <laughs> that just silly girl on rollerblades <laughs> how did this happen why is he not a man oh, like Jesus. you <laughs> God sorry Steve no you're not fuck I'm not Steve I love you to death but you're a, you love to hug he does. Steve's the best, man. He's <laughs> such a good heart. I love that Steve can kick ass, too. <laughs> I know. I know we've talked about it. It's yeah. a sensitive guy that can kick some ass. Yeah, there he we really go. is Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, all right, so listen, man. That's about it. I guess we're fucking done with this one. Um, we talked about Montreal. Unfucking believable time. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for fucking selling out every night. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, everybody that was there. Thank you. That fucking thanks to Montreal, the people for having us up. Yeah. Uh, it was a fucking blast. I know, you know, some people think Montreal sucks, but, you know, I, no. 
it, dumb if you think that. It was the best. I think the first year there, it sucked for me just because I was new. But then once you just get over the fact that you're not going to get anything, you're just doing shows and having a good time. And I'd go every fucking year. Oh, God, yeah. It was fucking a blast. Just yeah. seeing all your friends and fucking hanging out. It was yeah. fucking believable. And then... Uh, and uh, and uh, it was a fucking great week. And the movie did good. I heard it killed. I missed the actual... I got to the screening that it was a part of late. Right. But uh, So I didn't actually see our movie, but a bunch of friends of mine were there and were texting me and said, dude, it killed. It was great. Right. We loved it. We went over very well. Awesome. And I got some compliments after great. people walking out. Yeah, so, the yeah. show was fucking successful. It was the best, dude. Did you get paid for the show yet? No, did you? No. I forgot about that. Yeah, Ed's coming. Yeah, let's leave it on a fucking down note. Yeah, there you we go. We take all that back Which, until we get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the Cheat Live show, we will be doing again in the States somewhere. It, it'll happen. We'll yeah. bring it here. So we'll, keep we'll, your yeah, eye out. We're doing the Cheat lo- Live show. Maybe, maybe when the book comes out or something like that. But uh, yeah. success all around. We're sorry we didn't get a bunch of podcasts, but me and Joe are social butterflies and Really didn't want to fucking be in front of all the major podcasts in the industry with fucking two microphones and a Zoom. Yeah. Going, hey, you want to come over and talk to us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two cans tied together with a string. Uh, yeah, so awesome. Awesome. All right, so why don't you fucking take us out of this, Joe? Really? Yeah. All right, folks. This has been another exciting edition of You Know What, Dude, hosted by Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly, if you will, for the proper people out there. And my name is Joe DeRosa. It was a fun time to be part of it again. Stay up and stay tuned. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wow. You suck. Yeah. Stay up and stay tuned. It was tuned. supposed to be funny. What are we, tr- truck drivers listening to this? It was a joke. Stay awake at the wheel, guys. Honk, honk. Like, uh, good night and good luck. Edward R. Murrow. Good you night know, and good luck. Do you know how bad I wanted to push stop? You should have. I don't know why you didn't. I was waiting for you to do that. Ugh. Thanks again for listening to another episode of You Know What, Dude podcast on gloryholeradio.com. And make sure to check out all the other shows on the Glory Hole Network. If you're using the Stitcher app, type in the word FART when you register. iTunes users, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you're a real fan of the show and you want to show your support, go to gloryholeradio.com slash Robert Kelly and hit the donate button. $10 will get you a shout out on the air. $20 will get you my first CD, Robert Kelly Live, not available in stores. If you have any questions, email me at robertkelly at gloryholeradio.com.